Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's the Hoops Talk. Hooping it up. We got, a, we got a big show today. Like I'm big. So, I'm so excited. Bigly. Be on. Oh, Be on. We're, yeah. Don't use. <laughs> Dodge your side. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> we have a lot of high energy today because we have an amazing Woman Crush Wednesday guest coming on. I'm just like, this is beyond. We shot our shot and uh, we made it. So we're half court, Liz. Half court. Right? I mean, <laughs> the logo. All I'm saying is from the logo. Go, go, go. That's right. That's right. I'm so excited. Um, but of course, before we can bring on our guest who is sitting in our virtual waiting room, we're going to do a little house cleaning. Okay, as always, please subscribe or like and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeart Pandora, we're on Overcast, we're on like almost anything you can find us. We're everywhere, but we're viral. Yeah, we're, it's, you can't yeah. avoid us. You can't <laughs> avoid us. I will, we will be there. <laughs> we're going to be there. With that brand new flavor for your ear, you know? Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> Also, um, if you do subscribe, here's a hot tip. If you do subscribe, you will get alerted for our podcast. You'll get alerted for our YouTube channel. You'll get alerted for our, our Apple podcast. You'll get alerted if you download the Good News Radio Sports app. You will get a push notification. So make sure you subscribe. Um, and I mean, if you're not going to review in whatever, which we're dying for you to do, you can at least subscribe and get like the latest episode information. So that's a good tip. Also make sure you're following on Twitter and Instagram at the hoops talking and also on our TikTok, um, the hoops talk podcast. Our intern is killing it over there. Killing it. Killing it. He's doing a great job. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much everywhere we're at and everything you should do right now. We're doing <laughs> a save youth sports initiative on twitter and instagram so check us out there and you can tweet out your uh, sports youth memory and help to um gain some funding for youth sports especially during this time during the pandemic they really need help with that so sure. that's all i have how are you doing in san francisco well it looks like i'm in new york right now i know <laughs> Um, no, we're doing Ooh, good here. I know. <laughs> let's go. I see. You. Let's uh, <laughs> on the train. Um, no, it's good. It's like, I mean, like we've all talked about things. What day is it? <laughs> what I month? Know. I, I mean, know. June is literally Kindle was all talking about her lease being up in June. I'm like, girl, you got to fix that. It's two <laughs> weeks from now. Can't move. No, no, no moving. <laughs> Don't kick her out. No moving. No moving. <laughs> And Utah, how's Utah? Same old, same old. Same old, Just same old. 
hanging out. But yeah, I, I do. I got to make a trip back to California to take care of my lease here in a minute. <laughs> uh, or I'm going to be out on the street. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, make sure, we'll make sure I design that red bubble uh, hoops talk. Oh, yeah. For your yeah. Flight. There you right. go. Mm, that was smart. It's me right there. Yes. Branding. Branding. Can't help. Can't help it. Can't help it. I'm like, how do I leverage a virus? <laughs> <laughs> It's in your blood. It's in my blood. I'm a hustler, baby. Okay. I'm a hustler, baby. What can oh, I say? Are we going to just quote a bunch of New York artists? Why not? I Why love not? it. Because I know I'm, a, I'm in a New York state of mind right now. New York. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to bring, that's all hints to our Woman Crush Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. She's amazing. I can't wait to bring her on. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on our Women Crush Wednesday guest. Hello, Kia Clark, and welcome to the Hoops Talk. Woo! Hello, Yay! hello. Hi. Hi. We are so excited to have you here. Kia Clark is our Woman Crush Wednesday, and she's the COO of the WNBA New York Liberty. So welcome, 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 and thank you for spending some time on your weekend to come and talk to us on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> happy to do it happy to do it <laughs> amazing um you know what we like on our women crush uh wednesday segment we really like to highlight uh women in sports that have you know careers and see how they got you know what their journey is and how um you know how they did it to inspire other women and to give other people insights on what it's like to be a woman in sports from, you know, when maybe you started playing basketball to now being a C COO. So I know that you are, and like I, I always preface it with, I get all my information on the internet. So <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you are with your 10th season with the New York Liberty and your third season as COO with the Liberty. And you also played college basketball at Canisius College in Buffalo. So I guess that's where we can start with your journey. <laughs> we can Bottom start there for, for sure. All, everything on the internet about me, um, what you found anyways, is true. Um, it, <laughs> oh, good. It is. Okay. So I'm happy there's no, there's no false stories out there about me. Um, you know, I would actually be honest in saying my story really began, as you alluded to, um, when I started playing basketball. Um, I remember when I was about eight years old, I started just, you know, typical dribbling around, putting up shots. And uh, my mother asked me if I wanted to go to basketball camp. Um, I'm from Connecticut. She said, there's a Calvin Murphy basketball camp. Do you want to go? And I looked at her like, I play basketball for fun. No way. <laughs> and then like a year and a half later, I was begging her, can I go to camp? Because the bug bit me. Um, mm -hmm. I was completely in love with the game. Started watching college basketball. And, you know, I think really relevant to this conversation at that point, there was no WNBA. So I wasn't wow. that, you know, 10 or 11 year old aspiring to play professionally in the United States because it didn't exist. So the story kind of fast forwards pretty quickly then. Um, I was a really decent student, but I did play every sport under the sun. Um, mm -hmm. I, through middle school and high school, was always an athlete every single season. So ended up um, always focusing on basketball, but I played volleyball, I played softball, mm -hmm. I ran a season of track, 
I tried cross country and soccer one, one or two of those years. So just really was, um, you know, athletics was really my wheelhouse, um, if you will. And then um, fortunately I was, I had the great opportunity to go to Canisius College. I know it's a weird um, name. I butchered it. So <laughs> All good. Not the first time. My my high school algebra teacher was like, "How's your cousin Kanisha doing?" Uh, you know, I I signed early. Um, uh, I, I signed an, an early national letter of intent. Um, so really took a lot of the pressure off. I wanted to play collegiately. I wasn't so sure I was going to get the opportunity. So it was really a blessing when it happened. Um, and from there. You know, I enjoyed those four years there. Um, I was in the best shape of my life, um, but I wasn't the best basketball player. And I started to really observe then, you know, what the operation um, entailed that went into um, college athletics, obviously, at that time. Mm -hmm. And for um, a little bit right after I graduated, I actually pursued being a graduate assistant. Mm -hmm. So I thought my path nice. was going to go mm -hmm. into coaching. Um, not, I didn't have a huge passion to coach, but I just, I knew I needed to stay near the game. Right. Um, and I didn't realize that until I was finishing school. Um, and so, there's still, and there's, and WNBA still was not a dream at that not time. Not necessarily, no, okay. but it existed now at this point. So, okay. you know, I, I would say when I was in high school, the league came about, um, and mm. there were some moments where I was all into it. I was, quoting the slogan, you know, we got next, um, <laughs> you know, that was the first marketing campaign. Um, but I had never been to a game. Um, okay. so it was really just from afar and a little bit of, you know, I was watching on television, but, um, you know, fast forward, I didn't get that GA position and I ended up taking a job at the basketball hall of fame. Okay. Um, so my, my well, first job right nice. out of school was selling tickets at the sports museum wow. of the sport that I love. Um, <laughs> still one of the greatest jobs I've ever had, um, just to walk into that museum every day. And I had gone there as a kid, just, you know, mm -hmm. to with my mom. And now I work there every day. So that was right. a really surreal experience. And really studying the history of the game is what mm -hmm. sort of started to pique my interest a little bit to learn more about the WNBA. Um, Loved the job, didn't love Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I decided uh, to pursue a master's degree. So mm -hmm. I moved to New York um, to attend NYU um, wow. so I could study um, for a master's in sports um, business. So mm -hmm. um, it was during that time that the wheels really started to click. Mm -hmm. um, while I was in grad school, I worked at Golf Digest um, mm -hmm. full time but started to learn about um, the differences in consumer behavior between mm. men and women's sports. Um, Golf mm. Digest also had a title at the time called Golf for Women. And I got the really nice. cool job to work for these like really super bad, like three female associate publishers. And I was just nice. in awe of them. Um, that magazine doesn't exist anymore, but I just, mm. I learned so much. And at that moment decided to write my thesis on the WNBA's target marketing. So again, mm. had still never been to a game, um, <laughs> I played basketball for, I don't know how many years I'm from Connecticut where there was now a team and yeah, I moved yeah. to New York yeah. where, you know, one of the originals had existed. So, totally. um, it, it all came together. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, as I was doing my thesis, I ended up meeting someone who had worked at the, at the league and then, mm -hmm. um, parlayed that into a position and, uh, started at the WNBA NBA league office mm -hmm. and learned a ton about teams, but I always wanted to be at a team. Um, so, right. uh, in 2011 is when I joined the Liberty and, mm. um, the story just can, continues to unfold right. from there. 
And how so did the cool. how did the Liberty opportunity joining that team um, come to you throughout like everything that you've been doing thus far? Yeah, I mean, it's it happens actually quite often that league people go to teams and team people go to the league. There's just, you know, this little uh, microcosm of mm. people in the field that move around, um, sometimes crossing over to other sports. But I knew very early on at my time, and I, it was entry level, I was a coordinator um, at the WNBA and I got exposure though to all the WNBA teams specifically. So I worked on a little bit of NBA stuff, a little bit, a little bit of the then D League, um, now the G League, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sponsored. You know, league. and <laughs> the department I was in was just so um, team marketing and business operations. They were so laser focused on mm. best practices and learning what the teams were doing that I couldn't help but like kind of feel that thirst for like I want to do, I want to yeah. actually execute, I want to see ideas through till the end and um the um woman who had hired me at the at the nba ended up um overseeing the business of the liberty so i actually mm. she hired me again to put it plainly nice. <laughs> so that, that's how i that's, ended, that's how i ended up at the liberty um i had just um started our we were beginning to start our family like i was literally pregnant with our first child five months after starting the position um, with the Liberty. So um, (laughs) it was all kind of by design. Um, I didn't want to travel domestically so much and really, Mm. you know, wanted that sort of home life um, to be um, different. So it was a, it was more a personal decision that led the professional decision. And did you have a a favorite player growing up? I know you say you hadn't gone to games, but I'm assuming you watched on TV and were you like, I want to be like that player? Who would who would that be? One hundred percent, Nikki McCray. Uh, Nikki, Nikki McCray played nice. for Tennessee. Um, I wore fifteen. If your research um, is accurate, I wore fifteen <laughs> yeah. from uh, I think eighth grade through college. Um, and and Nikki wore fifteen. Uh, she was just a tenacious defender. Mm-hmm. I modeled my game after her. Um, she could score. She could do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not as not as tall as her, um, but, you know, I really did admire her and then would watch on television, you know, during her time within the ABL and then ultimately the WNBA, um, but absolutely yeah. my favorite player. And do you have a, a favorite moment, let's say, before you join the WNBA and then while you're in the WNBA when it comes to the, the play or any moment, really? Yeah, it's a good question. Um <laughs> So I would say before I joined the league, uh, this is actually pretty funny. Um, There was, they had jerseys on sale. I never forget. I think we were, I was probably a freshman in high school. My best friend calls me from the mall. They've got these WNBA jerseys here. And I don't know, um, I don't know how any of you are, but they, and if they did this after me, but there were these all ages nights at like oh. the local nightclub. Yes. We're like, yes. I'm, I'm like, if there was no school on oh, yeah. the Monday, like the Sunday night was for all ages. So yes. um, we would I'm, go every- I'm old enough to remember. There you go, there you go. So we would, we and she called, she's like, uh, what size do you want? Um, I'm getting us these WNBA jerseys and we're gonna wear them to all ages night. My mom, <laughs> so her mom like, she like cut them up and like, you know, styled them up. So totally. we, went there. we thought we were <laughs> so fresh. Um, but before we left her house, um, her mom took a ton of pictures. So <laughs> probably we were out of college then. And um, I said to her, whatever happened to that night, remember? And she's like, 
there was no film in the camera. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Oh, so, no. Film. Obviously, it's 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 a reoccurring story in our friendship. She talks about it all the time. Like, man, wouldn't it be so cool? Like you you run a team. What if you had? A, and she's like, I think you had on a Liberty jersey in the picture. Oh, but oh, no. so we don't. Now it's out there in the public. I said it. Okay. Have, have, <laughs> yes. But it happened. Yeah, so it happened. That, that was my before um, story. And then I would say, you know, really quickly, my um, favorite moment, and you asked the question already about um, my favorite player, but mm. Nikki McCray. Mm. And when I joined um, the NBA league office and I met with um, the then chief of basketball operations, we're just, you know, she's getting to know me and I'm asking questions. I'm the you know, starry-eyed little, you know, youngster who just yeah. got, you know, their dream job. And um, she said, well, who did you follow? Who was your favorite player? And I said, Nikki McRae, just <laughs> in passing. And we continued the conversation, never thought about it again. Probably about two months later, um, I'm sitting at my cubicle and um, the chief of basketball operations calls me. She says, Kia, stop by my office. And I walk in and Nikki McRae stands. Oh my God. Oh, I would have cried and fainted. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not a crier, but um, <laughs> I was definitely stunned. But I go the opposite. I'm like almost too stoic. So I probably mm. didn't even look excited. I was like, oh, hi. So now I'm thinking like, this is really sweet and thoughtful. She's going to let me meet my favorite player. Yeah. And she says, well, uh, I was just talking to Nikki here and she had just retired um, from the WNBA pretty mm. much. She had stopped playing in 06 and I joined the league in 06 at the end. Mm. And she said, well, Nikki, um, she wants some of her pictures. She wants some of the on-court pictures from and community stuff from when she played. Mm. So take her back to your desk and you guys sit down and get mm. on Getty and just pull it and put it on a flash drive for her. So it was just like, so now Aww. I'm like walking back and that's when I got like, yeah. oh. One on one time. <laughs> yes. So she at that time, yeah. did they know? Did did anyone know that was your favorite player? Like, did anyone? Did she know, or did your you know colleague know? I don't know if I don't know if, and it's Renee Brown, who's the chief of who was the chief of basketball operations um, at the time. She she knew, so she okay. set this entire moment yeah. up and yeah. just did it like as a matter of fact. And now I'm in my cube, like trying to call my mom with and Nikki's like sitting in my cubicle with me and it was just hands down one of the greatest moments of my life she was there for like 45 minutes and we just went through and I dragged and dropped pictures onto a flash drive and she gave me a hug and said it was great spending time with you and nice to meet you and thank you so much and it was just like and I you know you didn't end up telling her that she was your favorite Oh, I did. Absolutely. I went through the whole thing. Like okay. I wore number 15, but I was trying to be like super nonchalant. Like, not <laughs> yeah. Completely geeked out. Um, but you know, just a moment I will never forget. And it, and I'm oftentimes reminded of it, you know, mm. at a game, um, you know, when a kid gets uh, an autograph or yeah. when people stand on the floor and they take a court, I mean, take a photo on the court. Like I know what those moments feel like. And I know what it feels like when, you know, Teaspoon would walk up to him or Kia Nurse and sure. pose with him in the, in the photo. And it's like, I know that feeling firsthand, you know, when you get right. that moment with someone you, you've idolized. So, mm-hmm. um, well, and you know, and I think that's a great, maybe if we can t- move into a little bit about the New York Liberty organization, I think that's a great segue into it because, you know, uh, given the pandemic and mm-hmm. 
what's happening. Um, what are some insights that you might be able to share about what the New York Liberty Organization is doing during this time, you know, with everything that's swirling and season maybe on hold and no fans? And if you could give us some insights on that, that would be amazing. Yeah, you know, like everyone, um, we've had to switch gears. Um, mm. And, you know, I guess it's 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 unfortunate that the moment when we all were sent, you know, home to shelter in place was the exact timing that we were planning to ramp up for the May start of season. So you figure yeah. during NCAA basketball, that's our wheelhouse because that's where all the women's basketball fans are, you know, really, really um, – apparent. So um, very quickly, um, you know, like I said, like a lot of brands, we switched gears and um, it allowed, I think, sort of, you know, a pause even for staff um, to just spend time first one-on-one calling, Um, calling our fans Mm -hmm. and checking in on them was probably, you know, the first thing we did when, when the pandemic hit and it wasn't a solicitation for tickets and it wasn't right. a conversation about refunds or anything like that. It's, it was, gen, you know, generally and legitimately just, you know, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, we did the same thing with partners. Um, clearly, we did the same thing with all the staff part time who hadn't really joined us yet, mm-hmm. you know, like dance teams and mascots and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and then as the weeks went on, a lot of our attention turned to how could we virtually connect with our fan base? Um, and mm-hmm. that became um, what you guys probably saw in our yep. virtual draft party um, to coincide with the virtual I was there. draft. Yep. There you go. Yep. I was there. <laughs> I mean, that's really how, like, you know, you're you're t- at the top when you're talking about how things just happen. It's kind of like I joined that party and I was able mm-hmm. to, you know, be in touch. Really, I mean, legitimately, I'm not just saying this because you're on it, but the organization, the New York Liberty organization is was so cool with what they did and how I, you know, spoke with them, was able to, you know, they sent me a follow-up email about the part. So it was truly what you're saying. I, I was witnessed it. I was, you know, as a fan, I I really felt like that was a a level that I hadn't seen from other organizations. Thank you. Thank you. That's really great to hear, you know, and it was a first, you know, none of us, I think envisioned, especially in the, for the first time in franchise history, we had the number one pick. And while you had all the, you know, the pomp and circumstance that usually goes along with that Mm -hmm. as a live event or as, you know, a nationally televised event where the people are there, it was different across the board. So, um, you know, we, we gave it our all um, for sure. And the fans were, were first in our minds. And then Mm -hmm. we were able to activate against some of our partnerships at the same time. And I guess, you know, in that same vein, um, we're, we're launching and looking at other ways to connect virtually. We've got a whole entire um, pride platform um, mm. to engage with the LGBTQ community, Amazing. which we've been doing for over a decade, um, that we were like, well, we can't not do it because mm. things aren't open. So a lot of our attention right now is focused on that. Um, how do we connect with youth basketball players right now? Mm-hmm. That's sort of the, the latest one that we're starting to tackle. And we've heard from some organizations like, can you, you know, produce content for our kids because they can't yeah. be together. So we're in the process of also rolling a lot of that out. And I, you know, I would say those are um, the pieces for fan engagement. And mm-hmm. um, the most, um, um, the one I'm most proud of is our kicking it, kicking it with Kia um, Instagram live series. Oh yeah. Kia. Nice. And nurse. Yeah, yeah Kia, Kia yeah. Nurse is interviewing um, her teammates, um, mm-hmm. which is different. Typically, there's a 
sports journalist or some personality yeah. or some, you know, play-by-play person, but it's just this really, I watch them and I can't wait to yeah. watch them because I learn things about our players that I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Super entertaining. So I think that was, you know, just another blessing that sort of came out of necessity mm. at this time. And, you know, all of those things kind of ladder up to fan engagement at the mm. same time. There is still the the season, you know, yeah. and, and if we can play, um, provided health and safety concerns are, are um, met, we have to be planning for what that looks like as well. Right. So I think the the name of the game there is just how can we continue to be fluid? How can we continue to be nimble about right. our approach, about our engagement, how we create um, spaces and places for people to still have that sense of community? Because at the end of the day, that's really what what's important to us. Yeah, because you recently, you are now playing at the Barclays. And yes, how is really. that? Like, how is that whole transition? Like, I was super excited for it. So for you guys to do that, how's That's that great been? Story. How is that for you? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's a delayed Uber yeah. piece of gratification. <laughs> um, but we had already started to see some of the benefits of the move. Um, there's no denying that, you know, New York's team should be playing in the boroughs. Yep. So we're really excited to be back um, in the city in um while it's um, back in the city, it's Brooklyn. So that's new for us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think really it's all about the opportunities and the um, the things we can do in, mm-hmm. in that space. Um, we won't obviously neglect Manhattan and Queens and the Bronx and Harlem's a really important area of the city sure. for us. Um, but really, really um, eager to, to get mm-hmm. our get our hands dirty in Brooklyn and really um, start to align with a lot of the groups and the nonprofits and really understand what that community um, could benefit from the Liberty on. Sure. How do we reach young girls? How do we reach um, people in the social justice space? How do we reach people? Because we have these pillars that we're aligned with in this value system that we've been living by. And I think it fits perfectly into Brooklyn. We just can't wait to get after it. And like I said, a lot of that was going to happen in March and April. Um, It'll happen. It will happen. And I I hold on to that. Um, You know, it's just going to take a little bit of time. But um, yeah, really good stuff in Brooklyn. A lot of newness around, around our team, but Barclays being the biggest, I think. Yeah, I would say like one of the big, big newness too, it was the virtual draft and how, you know, you, you guys had the first round pick and Sabrina coming to the team. How are you preparing um, her? If, if that's something, you know, cause me, we've talked, we talked to um, Marisol Castro, who's the PA for city field uh, mm-hmm. in the Mets. And the other, the question we were saying like New York sports media is a beast. It is relentless. Love, hate, all in the same sentence. <laughs> How do you prepare the, you know, the new draft picks? Someone mm-hmm. like, and you know, Sabrina in particular, um, who's also a giant. Like she is basically, you know, a, a, another Sue Bird. You know, coming into this, you know, Candace Parker. I mean, huge. She could be legendary. How do you prepare? organization uh for that and the fans and to kind of help sabrina navigate through this through new york central sure so i think our fans are prepared um it was the worst (laughs) kept secret in in (laughs) professional sports that by the time like every single person i met they was are you gonna draft sabrina and i'm like first of all that's not even what i do but 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you yeah. about that, uh, but I digress. Um, you know, interestingly, Sabrina has been um, in the spotlight for some time now, mm, yeah. um, you know, from all of her collegiate accolades to how she so um, stoically um, represented herself and the future of women's basketball during mm. Kobe Bryant's memorial. I think mm. there's no mistake that, you know, she's, she's years beyond how old she is. Right. Um, she's super mature. Like she's proven that she, she can handle things like that. Um, I also think it's um, interesting that she's um, studying um, for a degree in advertising in uh, brand, I think it's brand um, alignment or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I'm, I'm getting it um, twisted, but she, basically she's academically prepared herself. <laughs> you know, she's <laughs> yeah. studying yeah. exactly what it is um, that she is, um, essentially going to represent it's brand reputation advertising and brand reputation so she's a brand within herself um we will invite her to be a part of the new york liberty obviously and she'll be representative with her teammates um for the team but it's just like we just have to support her we have to protect her we have to make sure she doesn't get burned out but um we also want to reap the benefits of that media attention in this juggernaut. So I just think there's this balance that we're going to have to be really cognizant of as we move forward. Um, but yeah, uh, I think she's a student of the game and she's right. just as much a student of how she represents herself. And I know we had a, a Kendall, you had a question about the Jersey. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, her jersey sold out within, I believe it was an hour after being drafted, right? Um, what do you think it is about Sabrina that has just made her so popular in among basketball fans and, you know, women's sports fans? Yeah, I think generally speaking, there's an appreciation for people who break records <laughs> so I'll start there <laughs> um you know male or female she just had s- such an enormous amount of um accolades and just things that hadn't been seen before um but I would also say and I can't take credit for this our, our marketing um team posted when she was drafted uh she's your favorite player's favorite player and I think this this crossover appeal is really what makes her unique. Um, the men love her. The veterans in our league um, love her. And they respect her. She has that killer instinct. She has that, I'm going to work harder than you. And even though I'm already, you know, I was already at the top of my game collegially, I'm going to work just that hard. I'm coming in as a rookie to the professional league. I know I've got work to do. And she literally is like, let me get my lunch pail and let's go. Right. Um, diehard fans appreciate that you know no one wants anyone who's kind of resting on their laurels like I've accomplished it and I'm done and I think that's what we're gravitated um mm-hmm. toward it's that it's that killer instinct for certain um and and then you know just this uh what she was able to do at Oregon from you know her and her teammates they grew over the years that wasn't you know necessarily oh, a perennial yeah. powerhouse of a 
you know, it's, it's not the Yukons and Tennessees or mm-hmm. Notre Dame right. and South Carolinas of the world. And, you know, that they made it their prerogative to be there um, under right. their coaches tutelage. So I think that's the storyline that people started mm-hmm. to glom onto. Mm-hmm. And I just want it to continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like she's pandemic proof. Like it's a, it's a, she's, she's definitely has that good storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, as we're, you know, wrapping up with you, cause I know you, your time's precious. Um, I wanted to know, um, I know you mentioned that the it, WNBA standed for what was, what is next. Um, what do you think the WNBA stands for today and why do you think people should support it? Yeah, you know, collectively, I I can never um, ignore the fact that we represent the greatest basketball in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that happen to be women. The basketball is off the charts better than it was when this when the league began, and it just continues to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of reasons for that, but one of them, you know, the lowest hanging fruit being that little girls right now they grow up knowing that there's a destination for them. Um, Sabrina was born in 1997. That was the year of the first, um, oh my <laughs> the first WNBA season. So she's never known a time where she couldn't aspire to be in this league. Yeah. And I think that changes the landscape. That changes how, um, you know, the players themselves feel about the league, but also yeah. people who pay attention or even people like me who have a daughter and a son, you know, yeah. those things matter. Um, so I think, you know, like I said, collectively, it's the greatest basketball and we can't move away from that ever. Yeah. I think at the same time, um, it would be it would be erroneous for us to ignore what we represent as women. Um, right. It's empowering. Yep. It's people want to aspire to it. Um, supporting women right now is in if that mm-hmm. is even a statement. Um, but, you know, it's it's a celebrated thing to look at women for their strength and courage and, you know, from believing women to right. aligning yeah. behind women. Yeah. I think yeah. we're just, we're fortunate, all of us, to live in this time and, and space where all of that is is happening. So I think under that, guys, we really represent what's possible. Right. Um, you know, it is possible to showcase women at their highest level. It is possible to treat women with equity. It is mm. possible um, for us to break down barriers. So I think, you know, overall, that's what we and I, I spend a lot of time with my counterparts um, across the league. You know, we're all moving toward the same goal um, in that mm. regard. Liberty specific, I think we get a little bit more granular when it comes to how we want to show up. Um in terms of social justice and equality issues. Mm-hmm. And other other franchises do the same thing, but I think that part, when you really tie it back to the statue and the torch in New York and what New York represents, we wanna be those things, we are those things, we live those values every single day. So, you know, when, we, when I say pride is one of our biggest platforms, mm-hmm. that's because we think that the fan base and the community deserves to be celebrated. When we look at social justice issues and things that affect people of color, that's because our players came to us and said, this is what's important to us and we make that possible. So I think we get a little more granular at the team level, but Mm -hmm. you know, by and large, it's, it's about the greatest basketball by, by these incredible women and I'm, that I'm proud to represent. So inspired. That was, such a, <laughs> yeah. that, that was a great I'm answer. A crier. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> that that's magnificent. You know, that's magnificent. And you know, the, the more we do call the you know podcasts with you know people like yourself, it just keeps reminding us to keep going, and you know, do it for something bigger. You know, it's always it's so important. It's so important. And I have to thank you um, for all the work that you're doing and for bringing people on and providing a platform. You know, I think media um, and how our league is covered and how our teams are covered is is incredibly important. So these opportunities mean the world to us. Oh, thank you. You don't know how much that means. I mean, before you came on, we were already freaking out, but (laughs) (laughs) now we're definitely going to have a freak out when you leave. I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for spending some time talking to us. You know, this platform is, uh, our show is open to you for anything. So if you ever want to highlight something or just come and Mm -hmm. chat about anything, please hit us up. We're available. Um, Thank you to your organization as well. And I really, I'm hoping, cross my fingers, that we can safely and sanely open up Yep. Mm-hmm. Then this season, somehow, of course, and uh, we'll see. We love it. We love the WNBA. Thank yes. you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you guys. So Thank much. you so much. Appreciate Have it. Have a great one, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. you. Bye. Bye bye. Hi. So that's it. We will wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That was incredible. I'm completely inspired. I can't yes. even like. I'm still. I'm like goosebumps. So I'm like that last that last question or last answer. Oh, seriously, I, like, I have tears. If we had even if we had extra questions, I would have been like, "Sorry, we're not. Yeah, no, we're done. No, no, we're done. Yeah. no I had tears. I yeah, had tears. I had tears. <laughs> it, it reminded me of our talk, Liz. Like why we started this in the first place, right? Like first off, we were like, "Oh, we're tired of doing the dumb work at Yahoo." But I think <laughs> the other one, yeah. and um, when you were like, "Oh, I don't know, Karen," I was just like, "There's not enough." women in media there's not enough women of color in media and like I know right now our reach isn't monumental but it could be yeah you know what I you know I it's funny because I was I did a uh uh, I had a conversation with someone who who has a very well-known podcast um she took some time to talk to me about it oh yeah was that through the wing yeah. And one oh, of the awesome. things yeah. she, one of the things she asked me was, you know, what, why are you doing, you know, are you doing this for monetization? And, you know, I didn't, I didn't ever, I didn't jump on that. I didn't go like, yes, you know, cause I had to take a step back and think, yeah, making money always nice. Always nice. a goal. Always <laughs> a goal. Get that bread. Exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, for real, this is so that we can have these conversations and normalize what it is to be a woman in sports and have other women or other athletes just, or other people that love sports listen and say Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? This is another way. This is another Avenue. So yeah, money is great. I will never turn down. Say no. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the riches are beyond. Yeah. The riches are beyond when we can have the insights that we have and the people that we have on. And hey, if you're out there listening and you want to be on the hoop sock, hit us up. DM baby. Hit get us up. Here. Yeah. Get in that. it. Cause 
we love it. We can talk about anything. But we literally can talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands. Yeah. Anything. Oh God, that was amazing. You know, uh, let's take a quick little breaky, and then we'll get into sports in the age of the coronavirus. So here we go. All right, ladies, we are back. Okay. I wanted to keep on the WNBA tip. Yeah. And there's been a couple stories that came out over the weekend that I thought would be just interesting to hit upon. One is that the WNBA players will be receiving their paychecks on time despite the season not starting. Yes. Which was, you know, a question mark if people were going to get paid or not. But it's starting June 1st. Um, as a league, they're all going to get paid and the union, the union's going to work through the details. So that came from the commissioner. So Kathy Gilbert was like, let's, this is going to happen. So that's awesome. I mean, you should get paid. You have a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's still paid. doing outside. Yeah. yeah. This like, wasn't your like, fault. You didn't say, Hey, I'm yeah. staying home. You're still yeah, playing well, horse. Right. Well, it's like Kia Clark just said, like they're doing, they're using players for marketing, like Kia nurse, yeah. right? They're still mm-hmm. doing stuff with them so that they deserve to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this a lot, like how much the um, IG live is just like every half Happen. hour, a new IG live happens. So um, it's good that I find the ones more interesting, the ones where it is not so you know, structured journal it. Like it's not like you know, yeah, like the jump going and talking to somebody. Right. You know, I like touch more. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before with Sue Bird and Megan Rapino. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kicking it with Kia. Yeah, that's I'm the, gonna check that one out. That That'll one's great. Oh, I, I like that yeah. one too. Um, girls sports TV. She does. Oh yeah, one. Yeah, so she she does. She did a karaoke night too. Oh, so yeah, yeah, and where she did it on IG Live. So I think IG Live, to your point, Kendall, is they're still doing that. They're still working. They're still, you know, it's like yeah, like I expect you two to always be marketing the hoop stock. Oh. Oh. That's right. That's why we're going to get those face shields with our logo lips, on with the it. lips. That's oh, right. it's going to be so dope. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, another thing that happened is the commissioner is trying to focus on at least five different scenarios for them to start the season. I I mean, they were supposed to start yesterday. Yeah. The box was supposed to be yesterday. All the little tweets about it should have been today. I mean, they're going to go through the same thing that any sports organization is going through right now. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to do the testing? Is it going to be in one, you know, which one, which stadium? How, I mean, I don't know. They're not, they can't have fans. We just need a vaccine. Can we just get a vaccine, please? <laughs> yeah. Come on. What is it? Warp speed? Operation warp speed? Oh my God. Where's Marty McFly? You know, come on, get in, out, go to the future, come back, make it happen. We needed the WNBA season. Do we something. Time travel. <laughs> I mean, we, we're working with your shoes now. Come on. Right. Let's do it. 
I don't think she specified the scenarios, but I can only imagine that it's very much what Adam Silver is looking into. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So we'll Orlando or Vegas. I know. But like both places to me are terrible. So <laughs> I <laughs> I like why I get like it. Disney World and Adult Disney World. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, ew, that seems so gross to me. Yeah. Like for as much deep cleaning as either one of those places do. I don't think it'll no. ever well, get clean. Well, I mean, and the fact that, like, the mayor of Las Vegas is like, we volunteers tribute to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. We'll beta uh, test yeah, we'll, coming we'll out be here. We'll the beta test and, like, Las Vegas residents yeah. like, We'll um, be the Petri dish of yeah. America. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, same same for, uh, what is it, DeSantis in, yeah. in Florida. Florida. He's it's like, wild, bring wild it. West. Bring it all. Bring it all to my I state. Know, right? Like, let's put the, let's try and control this coronavirus and put our leagues in the two states that they're like, have yeah. it. <laughs> but not only, sense. I mean, not only, I mean, with Las Vegas, it's like literally, like, if I don't see how you can do social si- distancing in Las Vegas. Um, no. Ever. No way. And then all of the slot machines, I, I just can't. The buffets. Oh. <laughs> Barf <laughs> buffets. Oh, ah. oh but then, then also in Florida, you have like the highest rate of retirees that mm-hmm. live there that are literally the population that is most impacted by this virus. And they're like, Have fun, open everything, <laughs> go play bingo, go to the bar. No, oh, it's just, I don't know. I try to think about things logically at this time, and it just no, everything nothing defies makes sense it. anymore. Nothing, nothing makes sense. So it'll be interesting to see the scenarios that she's contemplating, but I assume it's similar. Yeah, it's going to be similar to what the NBA is talking about. And I would assume they would want to align, right? Because they're kind of the same, and NBA and WNBA are the same. So they would most likely want to align. Kill two birds with one stone, I guess. Um, another kind of downer is the Super athletic downer. is, yeah, the athletic continues, uh, with halt of WNBA freelance writers due to slow down. What? Like everything slowed down. So why are you right. picking on fucking WNBA? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm going to tell you right now that I might, uh, drop my subscription because of this. Well, that's the thing. That's why they went to the subscription model. So they wouldn't be. Uh, at helm to advertisers so yeah. why is the money not going to the writers yeah. what's happening here yeah Does that is all, you would almost think that they'd be making more right now because people are bored right yeah and there's right? Just, it's subscription based i'm not even you don't think about it it just you pay yeah. for it right i signed up for the subscription because it they had in WNBA yeah, article yep and if they're halting that, then they're going to halt my dollars going towards it. Halt know? my wallet, you know? Halt yeah. And I I talked it up to so many people who then ended up getting a subscription. Me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm sad that they can't think of a better way mm-hmm. to work around. They're a... These women company. are all available to talk. Do some deep dive interviews. Yeah. Get yeah. to know them on a one-on-one basis. Give us those feature stories. The fuck? Something. It's very disappointing. Yep. You like, know, they're and they're flush with cash. They're they're a Silicon Valley media funded series I mean, B. I know. Yep. Yeah. You do know. 
So um, read that I, shit up. It right? just sounds like it's lazy, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, meh, where is it? We don't really want to do the work. We'll just not <laughs> write yeah. about it. Like, how, what? We still need all these guys talking about. Right. I know. Guys stuff. Like, like, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I work in sports social media. You think we have shit to do all day? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you somehow figure it out. Yeah. We you're figure ma- it out. Yeah, you're, you're making <laughs> last getting, dance content right. left and, and we're right. we're getting paid in subscriptions. Yeah. Or we're doing this for free. <laughs> yeah. And we, we can do it. Things. Yeah, we get it. There's budget cuts. Like, maybe you can't pay for riders to travel, but that's okay. They don't need to. Yeah. Do it like yeah. this. There's a phone. Seriously. Hi. <laughs> and, and how many writers do you need to cover that Wilson is now the official ball of the NBA? Oh, my God. When Spalding. I saw that, I was so fucking livid. Wow. Wow. Please, please give me 100 stories about <laughs> the that, ball. About the ball. Can you tell me how the ball, what the journey, career journey of the ball if was? you pulled people you ahead know. of time and asked which is the official ball of the NBA, no one would fucking tell you. They would say basketball. It'd be 50-50. <laughs> yeah. That orange thing. Basketball? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, that, I was just like, really? I, that ha- that story broke mm-hmm. over like every fucking platform and different writings about it. And then you get the, the next alert is the athletic is cutting WNBA, halting WNBA. So, you know, fine. If you want to haul the WNBA, I'm sure those women writers or those writers of the WNBA can cover other sports. You know, it just, it it seems targeted that it would be the WNBA. So, and you know, they're still keeping their NASCAR, their fucking gross. I know. So gross. You know what? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Oh. Mm-hmm. And if they're halting WNBA, well, then I'm halting my subscription. Bye. Mm-hmm. Money. Money. Money talks. Mm-hmm. Boycott the athletic. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, let's see. Moving on to some quick NBA stuff. The Lakers are set to open up their facility on Saturday, which is today because recorded on Saturday. Mm. I will see what uh, happens. LeBron has spoken. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's like, get in the it's on so the court. stupid. The freaking finals would have already started by now. Why are uh, we even talking even, about this? Why even? They're so desperate. They're so desperado. I Take mean, this time and focus on next season and how you can make it a better experience for the fans. He can't. He's so focused on that sixth ring because, you know, Jordan's just flaunting it in his face every week. Sorry, man. God, I don't even know. Like, seriously, like, what kind of shape? If you hear that certain people haven't touched a basketball since the shutdown. Exactly. I mean, and, like, I guess... I want to, I'm going to have to agree with Shaq. Anyone that wins this season gets an asterisk by their name. Asterisk. Right? <laughs> Showing your asterisk. You better wash that asterisk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wash your hand strick and your asterisk. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're crazy. I, I know we're skipping over one of the things, but just quickly, because we're talking about this, Adam Silver is targeting, okay, first off, he's targeting two to three week timeline just to make the decision. So uh, LA already still, said July. Don't yeah. even anticipate it's nothing till July. So yeah. All of this is just so dumb. I'm so over it. I just, I hate it so much. Can we just okay. have some common sense and 
just say, hey, let's just let everybody get healthy and back to normal and focus on next season. But no, it's like, you know what? We're already supposed to be in the finals. Let's come up with some bullshit way, like tiny mini March Madness that I may or may not decide in two or three weeks (laughs) that we're going to do. And then after that, it's going to take another month to figure out how we're actually going to do it. Like, just call it. I mean, at that point, it's August. It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Just put, you know what? Just stop. Stop. I agree with you. Stop. Time out. Time out. They need time out. NBA needs time out. It's honestly, it's no better than all these freaking carols that are standing outside Baskin Robbins. (laughs) (laughs) You can call them carrots. I want to call them I don't mind. I'm the antithesis. <laughs> you're not no, wrong. It's no better than that. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Come on. You're not wrong. I think I think the name Karen does is synonymous with narc because I'm a big ass narc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snitchy bitch. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not racist, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> And I check my bias sometimes. I'm like, oh, ooh, no, girl, don't think that way. What is wrong with you? You can wait for to get a haircut. Yeah, exactly. Well, your hair looks on point today. So. Yeah, oh, I, good. you know, they're not sponsoring us, but Dyson, the air, the airwave, oh, the whatever. Okay. That thing like, is wait, vacuum wow. Jet. <laughs> Pretty much, it's all wind powered, and it's like, Shh. what? Okay, gotta look into that. Yeah. Vacuuming your hair, I like yeah. it. It's, it's like a floby. It's today's floby. That's what that needs to come back. It has. People have been trying to buy it, and they like sold out online. Oh my god, I can't. We'll have to. That's that's another, another podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> another segment. Um, I I want to touch also on the uh the conference call. I love your notes. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Say them. The the <laughs> nine NBA superstars included in the conference call regarding resuming the NBA season is Chris Paul, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and Steph Curry. No James Harden. Was he snubbed? Ah. That was a headline. Was he? <laughs> that was a headline. Probably like, James I don't want to talk is, about this shit. Yeah, what if James Harden is like, no, we shouldn't come back. That's <laughs> yeah. why I don't want in this conference call. Yeah, I don't want to waste. We know but how I'm many a James times Harden's man. You know yeah. how many times we waste time in meetings where we're like, do I really need to be on this call? That's probably right. what he said. Right. And you well, even if Kawhi was like, hello, yeah, and he said, and he said put goodbye the whole time, and he's yeah. like, uh, bye. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> How how many times did you hear? Can you put yourself on mute? If you're not talking, can you put yourself on, on mute? mute? Yeah, Katie, could you stop flushing the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's in the bathroom, can you just put yourself on mute? Put yourself on mute. <laughs> I can only imagine all those people trying to get onto the conference, and they need like ten people to help them get on a conference call because you know yeah. everybody has people. It's like, can you put yourself on mute? Uh, I, I'm just like, okay. Cool. Great. I can't wait for the 10 part documentary series on the conference call. Right. <laughs> It'll it be aired on the boardroom. <laughs> like, what do you say? Hey, we don't want to come back. Let's just make sure it's safe. All right. Bye. Like, 
What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. I, I What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Nothing. I want the transcripts. Well, I hope the players are talking about uh, the smaller people who have to work these games and the risk that no. they're at. The no. fact that we're wasting tests and no. um, there's bigger issues to be concerned about. No. And uh, no. the predominant, the one of the biggest targeted groups from COVID or the one suffering is the black community. So I hope they said that You're and no. that was the conference call. No, no. No, they said, when can I get my ring? <laughs> mm-hmm. When can I play for my I ring? I want my bag and yep. I want yeah. my ring. We're That's doing it for ring. the fans. Mm. Yeah, no. They need entertainment. Get over it. We're acting like we're just so bored. We have every streaming device available. Yes. We have video games. We've got books. We've got and, internet. We've I got- I those players have space. Like, give me a break. We're not freaking- suffering over no. here we're just being asked to relax we saw conley's no. fucking indoor fucking situation they've got, got space it. they've yeah. got money to create space they have they can fucking figure it out okay and you know what like i love sports i obviously love mm-hmm. it enough that i went and got a master's in it and decided to work in it for a little yes. so yes. i love sports but i gotta admit it has been a very nice break to not have mm-hmm. it jammed down my throat oh, and yeah. my eyeballs for the last couple months yeah. yeah working in sports you feel like you have to be on top of everything everything you are on top of everything like you can't like it's been really nice to just sit down and be like I'm gonna watch the food network and not worry about if there's a basketball game on you know yeah. what I mean you yeah. you and your guy guy you yeah. know just chilling for the afternoon for sure yeah it's been nice to just like all right what else can I do with my time yeah that isn't sports. And like you said, Kendall, I think too, back in the day when it was all just broadcast, they just, because it was limited, they just focused on the game. Now you got to focus on everything. What did LeBron say? Like, what did he try to trade Social more? Media yeah. What, what kind of strip club did Kawhi go to? You know, like right. it's. <laughs> well, and it's I think it'll, much. it'll be, we'll be more appreciative of it when it comes back like normal, yeah. you know, like let's everybody just sit this out and focus on how you can make next season better for your fans experience for your players experience mm-hmm. for everything yep. yeah. and then by that time we'll just all have an appreciation that we haven't had sports for so long that we're just going to be craving it you know what I mean? yeah. like you don't, don't we don't need you to put horse on tv i don't need it <laughs> yeah we don't no. need you to play some weird ass janky mm-hmm. playoff tournament i don't need it like let's yeah. just it's been nice to kind of step back and i know that i'm i'm definitely in the minority <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it just, uh, to your point, I think it's just about realigning uh, the perspective of what sports means. I mean, I think with our conversation with Kia, what she was saying was she, they are looking at the fan. Well, they always have been. Their organization has always been very fan focused, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, okay, how are we continuing to help the fans in the, in the place where we play, where we call home? How are we helping the people in the community? And subsequently, our fans, like, what are we doing to engage them? And I think that's something that hasn't happened in a while. I I remember going to a baseball game in um, Wrigley Field, where they didn't have the Jumbotron yet. Oh, right. So it was just the announcer on the in the field. And what a joy not to have every like, after every at bat being 
yelled at from a right. jumbotron about a hot dog or a subway right. car or a sponsor or, or a subway yeah. sandwich the, the second baseman loves chili dogs yeah like, i know like, or okay. like it was really nice you just sat there and you could watch the game and you were just like okay this is time that i'm spending and it would be kind of nice you know maybe that's something we think about how we do sports like maybe it's you know a little more into i don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it'll, you know. It, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many of these leagues and teams take what they've learned in quarantine yeah. and if they actually take it and utilize it once we're yeah. all back to normal. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not that I don't support that. Yeah, right. I think we're we're giving them too much benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. it's going to be a situation where they're going to have, you know, need to make up the money they're going to need to make up the for the losses and that could be detrimental to actually learning anything about sports as you see yeah maybe that maybe the top athletes just need to make a get a pay cut well that or the owners let's think about the owners first because you know I know seriously it's all it goes all the way up to the owners like they're the ones that are getting all that cheddar I don't I mean the players make a fraction they're like a That's piece of a, of a sliver of a, a big pie which comes from the yeah owners. and it's crazy that they make a fraction of what the owners mm-hmm. make yeah yeah Ooh. it's just kind of gross how much all of them make <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but you know what let's bring in those people to wipe down all of the equipment yeah. and the chairs and the just toilets and the yeah. you know laundry and mm-hmm. the drinks and all the ball people ball boys yeah. or whatever yeah. yeah just so that we can have entertainment yeah let yeah. them earn their ten dollars per hour so that we can earn our millions for yeah. having a game yep fuck you there's a lot of different socioeconomic discussions just within what's happening so we'll see how this plays out i know nba has definitely been one that's been more at the forefront of social issues so i think adam silver is trying to weigh that out that's my i'm presuming that from what i'm seeing the fact that he's like you know what i still need time yeah i need to think this through so and like you said yeah i think it's every every exec is talking about what do we do now what do we how do we pivot that's fine but the fact that the media wants to keep making it the same story i'm like there's nothing new why is this again another headline like let them have their fucking discussions and then go go talk about it when it's made like i don't want speculation that's not your job you're supposed to be a journalist come on yeah yeah well i mean it's like if you put any of those buzzwords in your article, coronavirus, pandemic, COVID, any of that, you're going to get more reach than if you were just like, you know, I'm I'm surprised it didn't say it, you know, the Wilson ball tested negative for COVID. <laughs> Therefore, it is now the NBA basketball league. What about the day in the life of LeBron and Corona? What about the day in the life of an athlete in Corona? Like, I don't know. That might not be great fucking shit but it's better than hearing the same headline about speculation about opening a season there's just not a lot of creativity out there true people are uh what what's the easy way that i can do something and and just get it out there rather than putting some thought and creativity and telling the stories of athletes that you wouldn't normally get to hear about yeah like you said which i guess is where we come in (laughs) i know Hopefully, hopefully we can keep doing it. We got we got a great lineup too for the rest of the month. So mm-hmm. I hope you stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Well, that's all I had, ladies. I figured those were some good topics just to cover. Um, so yeah, I think we're ready to wrap. You guys, Fuck, ready this to was wrap? a great fucking show. It's Holy shit! Show. I still feel goosebumps. I feel motivated. I'm it's just like. Oh, yeah. Number yes. 15, baby. Yes, 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 yes. This was fantastic. It was great. It was a great show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Hoops Talk. Thank you to uh, Kia Clark, from the COO of the New York Hi. Liberty. Cool, Thank you. Ouch. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your career journey and about things happening, popping off in the organization. Um, make sure, you know, you guys subscribe, listen, rate. We are on all of the platforms. YouTube channel, baby. Woo, subscribe there. Subscribe. Yes. I mean, I'm using all my editing chops to get <laughs> that content out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put some Ken Burns effect oh, in there. Oh, shit, here we go. Oh, zoom in, zoom in. Panning. We'll see. We'll see. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Oh man. Um, make sure you follow us and DM us on our social handles, uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're at the Hoops Talking. And yeah, you know what? Stay safe. Wash your hands and your asses. Wash your ass. And Karen, how do we want to keep it? Want to keep it sweaty, sweaty. and. and-